What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Hope everybody's kicking ass. Yeah, I know. I say that a lot. Shut up. Anyway, hey, welcome to Daily Drives. I'm your host, Jason Cremines, and I hope you have subscribed by now. If not, then hit that little subscribe button. That's going to tell you, uh, it's going to send you a little message every time I post a new podcast so you don't have to miss a single episode. Unless, of course, you want to. If that's the case, well, fine. Fine. Miss the episode. See if I care. Anyway, seriously, though. Uh, what a great day for me, at least. I hope it's a great day for you too. But um, man, I just feel so uh, so happy today. So like happy to be alive. <laughs> I say that a lot lately because, like, you gotta understand, life is hard. You know, no matter what it is that you're dealing with, it's always hard, and um, it's easy to get down. You know, get down on yourself, get down on your job, get down on your relationship, get down on whatever. You know. Um, and I think that sometimes we just forget how easy it is to actually get down on ourselves. So I want to remind you for your mental health uh, that everything is going to be okay. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care how bad or how, you know, how bad it is or, or whatever. I don't care. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. I know it might suck for you. Um, but... No matter how cold the winter, no matter, no matter how cold the winter, there's a springtime ahead. Just keep that in mind. Uh, that gives you hope for the future. Now, let's talk about today's topic. So, I want to tell you a story um, <laughs> because it is something that means a lot to me. Uh, not just storytelling, but uh, this particular this particular story. It's very very important. And uh, again. I'm going to refer back to this being more about your mental health than anything else. So let's keep that in mind while I'm telling this story. So here's the deal. Um, when my family and I got to Florida, we were basically homeless. Uh, we, we camped out for the first few weeks, uh, and then we ended up staying with a friend at their condo, uh, which wasn't awesome, uh, for another few weeks, right? It was about a, a month there. And then we moved into a camper um, that we had to borrow money to get into. Um, and we lived there for a good almost six months, right at six months. Uh, and then finally, uh, an excellent opportunity came available and we seized it. So now we have a trailer, a house, you know, uh, a mobile home, manufactured home, whatever you guys want to call it. I don't care. Uh, judge me if you want. doesn't matter to me. I don't care what you think. So uh, that's why you can, you're welcome to judge me all you want. Now, <clears throat> when we moved into this, uh, when we moved into the new place, right? Uh, it was a total shithole. We were cleaning everything up, whatever, right? So um, we met the neighbor right next door to us, um, and uh, his name's Tony. And Tony acted like he was a super cool guy. However, we were warned by the landlord uh, ahead of time that he is not to be trusted. So we, you know, we kind of, uh, we allow people to make their own impression. You know, we don't... Um, we don't judge people based on what other people have to say about them because people like to say bad things about people. It's just life. It's the way it is. It's the way people are, unfortunately. That's, that's the truth. So people talk shit about other people. So we don't give them, uh, you know, we don't judge them and we don't, you know, have an idea of who they are until we get to know them, until we meet them, we get to know them and whatever. So for the first month that we're there, the guy seems like he's all right. Um, however, he does call the cops on all of our neighbors for just the slightest little thing, a little bit too much noise or whatever, right? Um, and she even, the, the landlord, landlady even told us, like, 
he he's a cop caller. He calls the cops about everything. All right, cool, whatever. We don't we don't care. We don't do anything wrong. So, you know, we don't have parties. We don't have a bunch of people over all the time making a bunch of noise. We don't do drugs. We don't, you know, uh, drink. And I mean, we do drink. I drink every once in a while, but. Um, Literally, I've had in the last year, like maybe a case of beer over the entire course of the last 12 or even 24 months. I just I don't drink that much. But my point is that we don't get fucked up and party and, and, and act stupid and, and be stupid next door, you know? So we don't do anything that would um, annoy our neighbor. Uh, not for the purpose of not annoying our neighbor, it's just the people that we are, you know? That's just who we are. We don't do those kinds of things. So um, he never actually had any problems with us. Well, We've been there a couple of months, and early in the mornings, like 7 a.m., this guy would be up screaming and yelling at somebody for whatever it was. You know, one day somebody closed their door too loud, and he wakes up and he's like, stop slamming your doors and and yelling and stuff. Like, you can hear him. The walls aren't that thick, right? And we're like, literally, if I had to put a measuring tape between my door and his, it's probably less than 20 feet, right? 15 feet even. So we're, we're pretty close in proximity. It's easy to overhear things. Right, but it's especially easy to overhear when the guy's literally screaming at the top of his lungs. And keep in mind, this guy's like 57 years old, okay? So he's not um, a child by any means. So he should, he should act like an adult, you would think. Um, but he doesn't. He's a, a super childish person a lot. Anyway, so um, he then moved in his son and his son's girlfriend, both adults. Uh, his son's girlfriend has a daughter. We met them, super cool. Um, you know, very nice people and we got along pretty well, right? Uh, liked them better than we liked Tony. Now at this point we hadn't really had any problems with Tony, uh, personally. We had, uh, you know, borrowed a, a hammer from him and a, a drill at one point and, uh, an extension cord. Like he let, he helped us out when we first got there. Right. So we're thinking, all right, he's a pretty cool guy. We're not going to cause him any problems. He's probably not going to cause us any problems. Everything should be cool. So... Shortly after the, um, the kids moved in, the, uh, the son, the son's girlfriend, and the girlfriend's daughter, uh, who's a gorgeous little girl, by the way. Uh, after they moved in, we noticed that the amount of arguments increased pretty much right away. Um, in the morning, they would be throwing a fit at each other about this and that, and whatever. And it, you know, we're like, this, this kind of sucks. Anyway, so long story short, um, early one morning, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30 in the morning, uh, this guy's up and he's screaming and yelling at the girl, right? Um, and my wife's like, look, this is wearing me out, you know? And she's, my wife is, uh, she's an empath and we're about to talk about what that means. Um, so she's very empathic. So she picks up on people's energy, people's feelings, right? That's that's what an empath does. Um, and not on purpose. It's just the way that it happens. There's a duck swimming right towards me, just quacking. And I can't stop but thinking about Aflac. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, what a cute duck too. Uh, anyway, so she's empathic. She's she, uh, she picks up people's feelings and things, right? So when she hears this arguing going on and the screaming and yelling, it really bothers her. It makes her feel like she's the one being yelled at, even though it's not her, you know? 
So it, it increases her anxiety, uh, which then in turn increases her pain uh, because she also suffers from fibromyalgia or symptoms, if you will, of fibromyalgia, just unexplained pain. Uh, and that, um, that anxiety feeds that pain. So it makes, every, it makes her whole day crap. Like when she wakes up like that, her whole entire day is crap. It's awful. So she stuck her head out the door and she said, listen, can I ask you guys to please not yell and argue before eight o'clock in the morning? And this guy, Tony, starts going off. He starts talking about how he goes, oh, so you're a little Miss Perfect. You're over here talking about killing your son and stabbing your kids with a knife and you're going to beat me with a ball bat. And I see you, you guys chase my cats off all the time. I got proof. And I was like, time out, Tony. Never once have we tried to chase off your cats. We've never said anything about hitting anybody with a ball bat, and we've never said anything about stabbing our kids. So where you're coming up with this, he's like, I have proof. And I said, no, you don't. You don't have any proof because it never, ever happened. Right? He's like, and he just keeps going on and on and on. And I was just he's like, he goes, you know what? Give me my... Uh, Give me my extension cord back. I want my extension cord back and the paint stuff I'll let you guys have. I want it all back. All right, man, no problem. So I went and grabbed the stuff and I threw it in his yard and I was like, have a nice day. Don't talk to me again. He's like, don't talk to me again and don't talk to my kids. No problem, dude. So we went to the landlady and we filed the complaints and whatnot and explained what was going on. And she's like, okay, well, when you have these issues come up, you're going to have to file a complaint. That way we can try to work on it and get the lawyers involved and maybe, you know, get him to shut the fuck up or at least at least shut the fuck up, maybe move out, I don't know. But either way, you gotta, you gotta document it. So she's been documenting everything since then. And there's been other incidences where he's been raising his voice and yelling at people and stuff like that. A few days later, he gave my son, I wasn't there, he gave my son a scooter. A little like razor scooter, a little piece of shit that he found along the road or something, I don't know, right? Well, I get home and I find this out and I was like, no, you're not taking anything from that guy. So I took the scooter and I put it back on his porch or his little patio there and I didn't say a word. I just left it there. Well, the next morning he, uh, he sees it sitting there and he looks, I happen to walk out the door and he's like, what, you didn't want the scooter? And I was like, don't talk to my son. Don't give anybody anything. We're not interested in any of your gifts. We're not interested in having conversations with you. You stay over there and mind your business. We'll stay over here and mind ours. And now keep in mind, I don't normally talk to people like that. You know this. I'm willing to give everyone a chance. Well, he blew his chance. I'm not interested in dealing with people like him in my life, period. Not going to happen. So I'm not, I'm not doing it. So the guy's like, all right, fine. Well, don't talk to my kids either. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm not, I don't care. Mind your business, I'll mind mine. Let's just not, we have nothing to say to each other. A couple days later, I'm getting ready for work, walking out the door to go grab the bus. And, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. I was getting home from work, right? Just got off the bus, got home from work. Uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to walk in the door and he goes, Hey buddy, how's it going? And I just get, looked over at him like, are you fucking kidding me? And I just gave him this stupid look. Like, I can't believe you're even talking to me. And I didn't say a word and I went inside. That was it. Right? So at this point, the guy realizes that we don't give two shits about him and that he needs to leave us the fuck alone. And now since then, we've heard him yelling at the son's girlfriend telling her what a terrible mom she is and, and you know, what a, an awful person she is. And he, apparently he even offered his son a thousand dollars to break up with her and get rid of her, 
no joke. This is this is real shit. This actually truly happened, right? And um, this happened, I don't know, a half a dozen times over the course of the next couple of weeks. Well, finally, after so many complaints filed, I think my wife literally filed eight separate complaints against the guy. We don't really hear any arguing anymore. We don't hear the yelling first thing in the morning anymore, right? I don't know if they wait until I go to work or what, but we're not hearing it in the morning, so that's good. That's helpful. Yet, the last couple of weeks, my wife has been waking up. Nikki has been waking up and just feeling awful, feeling like something was terribly wrong and feeling like she just couldn't explain why she was feeling so bad right and even though there was no yelling going on there was obviously some tension in the home so one morning my wife is is in the kitchen and 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 doing her thing like she does Um, and she hears a woman talking outside she looks out the window and notices there's a woman talking to the son and the son's girlfriend right It's Child Protection Services talking to them about the fact that the father, Tony, the neighbor, called Child Protective Services to tell them what a terrible mom this girl is, right? And I'm going to tell you this, from what I've I've witnessed, and I'm a pretty good judge uh, of character when it comes to kids and their parents, I can see when a kid is not in a good place. I can tell very easily when a kid is is really happy or in a good place or when a kid is not in a good place. And this kid, super happy. She's always smiling, positive attitude. And she's just a little thing. She's like six years old, maybe seven years old. And she's just a sweet kid. And you can tell that she's loved, you know? Is she in the best situation that she could be in? No, but you know what? I've had my kids in some shitty situations too. Again, when we first moved to Florida, we were literally homeless, right? So uh, I'm not judging her. I'm not, I don't think she's a bad person because she doesn't have any money or because she works at McDonald's or because, you know, I don't, I don't judge her because of those things. I judge her based on the person that she is. And she's a good person, I feel like, right? So after the uh, Child Protection Services woman left, my wife went out and talked to them and finds out that There has been some serious animosity Uh, still over the last couple of weeks. There have been uh, many situations where Tony, the neighbor, chased this girl out of the house saying, you better run, like yelling at her and stuff. This isn't even his kid. I don't know what the argument was about, but you can't talk to people that way, right? So all of this time that my wife has been waking up feeling all this crazy anxiety for no reason and just feeling completely miserable all day, unexplained, we finally figured it out. She is literally feeling Victoria. That's the girl who's the, uh, the son's girlfriend. Victoria is her name. And she's feeding from her. She's feeling her anxiety. It's literally, I mean, like Victoria is putting Nikki in this situation without even realizing that it's happening. And 
Nikki didn't realize it either until she had that discussion and realized that the timing with the events that occurred between Tony and Victoria coincided exactly with the days that she felt so miserable all day for no reason. My wife is an empath. She's empathic. And now I want to talk about what that means because I think it's very important for you to understand what a true empath goes through because you might be dealing with these very same things. All right, guys. So look, I'm not, I don't want you to sit here and think that I'm going to tell you that my, uh, my wife uh, can read people's minds or, or read their thoughts or see the future or anything like that. Okay. So for all those of you sitting around going empath, what are you talking about? That, yeah, it's, it's not like that at all. I mean, it kind of is, but it's not. So first off, let's talk about um, the definition. What, what is empathic? What is an empathic person? What does empathic mean? And basically, I mean, if you look at the Webster's Dictionary definition, it's showing an ability to understand and share the feelings of another. We all have that, right? We all have some empathic capabilities, right? When you say that you have an ability to understand or share the feelings of someone else, let's say your kid, for example, you know, your kid falls down and they hurt their, their arm or something, like you immediately, you're, you're empathetic. You, you understand that pain and you can, uh, you can share that feeling, right? Uh, some people, however, are empathic much beyond the generalized rule of, of empathic, right? Of, of empathic abilities. And that's what someone who is an empath is dealing with. So it's not just, you know, their, their kid or their spouse or their parent, uh, you know, somebody that they're very close to. They feel, they actually absorb the energy of other people's emotions, good and bad, right? So like they literally feel everything and sometimes to an extreme, to an extreme. It's important that you understand that is to an extreme. We all have the empathic capabilities, but true empaths really feel everything to an extreme. Take on negativity such as anger and anxiety, and it can be exhausting for someone who's an empath, right? I mean, it's unbelievable how difficult it can be to get through a freaking day when you have these empathic capabilities. It is not easy. So um, let's talk about really quickly the signs that you might be an empath, okay? Now, this, these signs are coming from a very good book that I just recently read called The Empath's Survival Guide. Okay, uh, this is by Dr. Judith Orloff, O-R-L-O-F-F, Orloff, Judith Orloff. Um, if, you, um, if you feel like you might be experiencing some of these things, then I want you to pick up this book and read it. It's a very short read, but it's a very good read. I think you'll really enjoy it. It'll help you to understand what's going on with you um, and help you also, and this is the key here, find ways of surviving it, okay? Because it can be extremely draining, emotionally and physically draining, okay? So if people tell you that you're a moody person, and you might be a moody person, that might just be all you're dealing with. You're just a moody asshole sometimes, right? But 
you might be an emotional chameleon. In other words, you might be picking up the feelings of the people who are around you and that is affecting your mood. So if you're being told that you're moody, you could be an empath. If you're known as the peacemaker among your friends and family, because bad energy is especially draining for you, you want to do what it takes to keep the peace. Therefore, you're constantly trying to solve problems. You're constantly trying to help people out. This is something that I do. Uh, my entire family thinks of me as the peacekeeper in the family, the guy that uh, you know can look at things subjectively and try to find a diplomatic solution to just about everything, right? So if you're known as the peacemaker, the peacemaker in your family and friends, then you might actually be an empath. Now, um, if you're not someone who enjoys big, loud, noisy, busy public places or large crowds. Now, my wife and I met basically uh, when I was in seventh cycle out, you know, touring the Midwest and whatnot. Uh, she found me through friends of hers that wanted to go to the show and she saw the show and she became a fan and, and you know, uh, immediately and and she used to come out to the shows on a pretty regular basis well since her and I've been married um, we've gone to a couple of different shows and um, each time well one one time was in fact uh, in Columbus at the A&R bar uh, right downtown and we went to see Greta Van Fleet they were new to us at the time and and uh, basically a uh, new age Led Zeppelin, if you will. So we were kind of interested in, in seeing what the show was like. So we went out there and we made it through uh, half of their set standing outside looking in and then she was ready to go because she was overwhelmed with the number of people that were there, the energy that was there. She couldn't get a handle on it, you know, so it was a little bit more than she was able to handle. It increased her anxiety tremendously and, and we had to go. And that, that happens sometimes, you know, especially when somebody already suffers from anxiety and, and uh, you know, panic disorder and things like that. It can be very difficult to be in those kinds of situations anyway. So if you notice that you really don't like crowds, you don't like big, uh, noisy places and things like that, it could be because you're feeling too much of other people uh, and that's why you don't, really, you don't really like going out anymore, right? Even though you used to love it, now you're not really so much for it. It's because your empathic abilities have been become more in tune. Um, you literally feel physically ill when someone yells or gets angry with you. Let me repeat that. You feel physically ill when someone yells at or gets angry with you. So this neighbor next door screaming and yelling about this and that and whatever, even if he's not yelling at us or yelling at Nikki specifically, she feels it and it drains her. It makes her feel sick to her stomach. It makes her pain shoot up tremendously. It increases her anxiety just because the guy next door is yelling, right? Um, if you find watching violence or cruelty on TV unbearable, uh, that's, that is a sign that you're empathic. You, you, know, you might be an empath in that particular case because you don't like to see people suffering and hurting, right? It hurts you. It makes you feel, even though you know it's a show, it's not real, it physically makes you hurt. Your heart actually aches because you see something so terrible happening to someone else. Now, if you find, here's a really good, a really good sign, if you find that people love to open up to you, they just spill their guts and they don't even hardly know you. Have you ever had somebody say, man, I, I don't normally open up and talk to people this much, but I just felt like you, I just felt like talking to you, you know, like you, 
you've, I feel like you're, you're able to, to receive my, my words for whatever reason. I, I feel like I can talk to you. Have you ever had anybody say that? If so, you could be an empath, right? You have very strong intuition, so your gut feeling, that's, that's your intuition. And if you get very strong gut feelings about people or about places or about events, if you have very strong feelings, uh, very strong intuition, then you could, be, you could be an empath, okay? You feel super weird around fake people. It's because they're hiding something and you can feel that back to the intuition, right? Um, if you're drawn to holistic methods of healing, right? Acupuncture, tapping, right? You could absolutely be an empath because <laughs> interestingly enough, you have this deep connection to your body, deep connection to your feelings, uh, as well as to nature and animals. And the holistic healing does better for you than things like medication. That is definitely my wife, right? Um, if you feel a deep connection to nature and animals and things like that, most people who are empathic rely on being outdoors because it's incredibly grounding and it allows them to really focus on the things that are important, that aren't noisy and that aren't going to plague her mind or her, or her, uh, <laughs> or her emotions with negativity. That's why nature is so awesome. One of the reasons we moved to Florida was because we both realized that we needed more grounding in our lives. We needed more sunshine, more beach time, more ocean time. And you know, we knew that we would physically feel better by being down south here where we can get out and do those things in nature a lot more often than we could in Ohio where six months out of the year, I don't want to walk outside. <laughs> you know, So that was one of the reasons that we moved down here was that, that particular purpose. Um, so if you need your alone time and my wife often needs her alone time, then that's another sign that you could be an empath. Now, if you have all of these signs, the chances are really, really good that you are very, very in tune with other people's emotions. So those are some of the signs that you may be empathic and that you may have uh, just a, an acute ability to understand and to feel the emotions, both good and bad, of people that are surrounding you. Now, the disadvantages to being an empath, I'm sure there's a laundry list, right? And you can probably think of a few of them right off the top of your head. So there's, there's definitely some downfalls to this, but there's also some really cool perks to this as well. So it's like that old saying, you know, it's a gift and a curse. That's kind of what having the empathic ability is. It is a gift and it is also a curse. It's a curse because let's talk about the negative things about being an empath. So one of the things that empaths are susceptible to is what we like to call energy vampires. Okay. Uh, if you're hearing the flapping going on in the background, it's a duck trying to get away from me. So cute. I'm not going to hurt you, buddy. Go away. It's okay. You can swim. I'll watch you take a bath, as weird as that sounds. Anyway, so <laughs> energy vampires. Energy vampires are people who take, 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 and never give anything back. Narcissists are known for this. This is definitely one of the things that they do 
um, to kind of trap people. Uh, that being said, somebody who's narcissistic will easily get involved with an empathic person because that person is going to continue to give until there's nothing left to give, okay? Where a narcissist wants to take everything that they possibly can. I'm not qualified to talk about narcissistic uh, you know, personality disorder, uh, but I can tell you that basically a narcissist is someone who doesn't give a shit about anyone but themselves, right? And a lot of times these people end up being you know, like someone who would uh, physically abuse their wife or, or husband or whatever, um, or kids, right? Um, so if you know somebody who is in a toxic relationship like that, there's a really good chance that one of two or both things are happening. A, the person that they're, that they're with who is a bad person is a narcissist. And B, they could absolutely be an empath because the narcissist will make the empath feel like they cannot live without them. Does that make sense? And they do this to make the empath dependent upon them so that they can continue to keep drawing the energy from the empath and and taking what they need from them so if you know somebody in a toxic relationship like that it could very well be because they're empathic and they don't realize that they're empathic and once they do realize it then they're going to realize what they have to do to get out of this toxic situation furthermore they may realize that it that it actually is a toxic situation instead of thinking that oh no he loves me he just got mad this one time and he promised it wouldn't happen again and you know the old story right so that's one downfall. You have energy vampires and narcissists that will attack the empath um, knowingly or unknowingly, willingly or unwillingly, and that can cause major, major problems, right? So another downfall of being an empath is a lot of empaths suffer from anxiety and panic disorder. And the reason for that is because they're feeling so many emotions all the time, especially when they're around people who are constantly anxious, constantly worried, constantly nervous, right? Or constantly in a bad situation. So all this negativity that uh, people put off, the energy, the negative energy vibes that they put off, she just absorbs them all and turns them into her own emotions. That's what the empath does without even realizing it, right? So, um, so that, those kinds of, of uh, people can, can hurt you as well. The energy vampires, the narcissists, and of course, folks that have uh, you know, constant worries and, and constantly are negative about everything. So what can you do if you believe that you might be an empath? The first thing that you need to do is realize that this is a real thing, okay? This isn't me sitting here blowing smoke up your ass, talking about you know, special human powers and things like that. It's not at all what this is about, okay? This is legit science. There, we all have energy. We all give off energy. Think about this. You went to the gas station one morning. The clerk behind the counter, super friendly, smiling. Hey, how's it going? Hope you have a great day, right? You don't feel anything really at all. But same gas station the next morning, the same guy. Can I get you anything else? Like he's, he, you could tell like his body language. Everything is, is like he's feeling bad. Maybe that guy found out that his girlfriend's cheating on him. I don't know. But either way, he's in a bad mood. You can feel that. You know that. It, you, you get it. You might blow it off because you're not really paying that much attention because it's just the cashier behind the counter. You don't really give a shit. You want your coffee and you're going to work. But you might realize it. And when, you, when I talk to you about it, when I tell you about it, now you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know what? Actually, that did happen. You don't know why. You don't really like that guy so much. You just know that you don't for whatever reason. 
It's because of your empathic abilities. So it's not that this shit doesn't exist. It's not that anyone's just making this crap up to make you think that they're superhuman or there's some you know paranormal activity. No, it's not like that at all. Not like that at all. So understand that this is a real thing. That's the first thing you have to do. Realize that someone who is empathic, true empaths, do exist and that you may be one of them. Overly sensitive to other people's emotions and you tend to mirror their emotions. Whether you realize it or not, whether you like it or not, that's the truth. So that's the first thing. Realize that it is true. Second thing that you have to do is you have to try to avoid negativity. You have to avoid people who are always, oh, well, uh, if you ask somebody how their day was and like, they start loading out, you know, they start pouring out a laundry list of all the shit that happened to them today, that person's an energy vampire, whether they realize it or not. They don't mean to be probably, but they are. So what they're going to do is they're going to project accidentally, not on, their, not on purpose, they're going to project all of their negativity and all of their emotions onto you. You're going to absorb that and then feel the same way. And then that's going to cause you to feel that way all day whether you realize it or not. Even though you shouldn't be feeling bad, you do only because you're feeding off of somebody else. So stay away from negative people. Stay away from negativity. Right? Don't read the news. Don't watch the news, guys. The news, all they want to do is scare the fuck out of you so that you stay on the news station so that they can sell more advertising. Get off the news channels. Quit following people who do nothing but you know say things that you fucking hate. Like my wife, for example, is not a big Trump supporter, as you could probably imagine. And when people uh, post shit on her wall, on her own wall, talking about how great Trump is, she blocks him. She's like, fuck you. I'm not interested. I don't want to hear about this. Conversely, if she's, she sees somebody who's, uh, you know, posting memes about whatever that she, you know, absolutely despises, she just stops following those people because she has to. You know, when you have friends that, that share the pictures of the, you know, dogs that are half dead or, or, you know, have been mauled by another dog in a dog fight and, you know, uh, they're saying, hey, spread this around to, to stop dog violence. My wife can't handle that shit. She has to block those kinds of, of things from her feed so that she doesn't see them because it will absolutely ruin her entire fucking day. And if you're an empath, it's going to ruin your fucking day too. So keep that in mind. The people that you associate with, the people that you allow in your inner circle are going to affect you on a regular basis. So you have to make some difficult decisions sometimes. You say like your best friend, for example, love the guy to death, he's my best friend, but man, all he ever does is complain. You have to limit your activity with that person. Or you have to teach them how to not be so con so damn negative all the time, right? That's a possibility too. You know, if you want to help and if you're an empath and you want to help, that might be something that you can do. But again, you have to understand that that person, their energy is going to carry over to you. You are, you are going to emulate their energy. You're going to feel the way that they feel regardless of whether you want to or not. You have to be aware of that. Also, so staying, so staying away from negative people, staying away from negative things, um, not following things like news and, and, and all of those things where you get negative images and, and things that can make you feel bad. Um, conversely, you want to actually implore the people in your life to be positive, to be more positive 
and to be more receptive to positive things and to be willing to take a second to look at the perspective and see if there's a way that that can change in order for things to look a little bit better than, than they originally do, if that makes any sense. So for example, hey, we lost our car. Good news is, or the bad news is, we don't have a car. The good news is we have public transportation right here. It'll be easy to get to and it's gonna save us $400 a month in car payment and insurance. Right? So there's a good way to look at losing my car. <laughs> it sucks, but at the same time, it's good because now we're, gonna, we're getting ready to buy another car. So it's all good. But that's my point. You know, perception sometimes is just changing that, that perspective from which you're looking at something can really make a difference in how you feel about it. So those are some of the things that you can do as an empath. Now, some of the other things that you can do, you can look for spots throughout the day to be by yourself completely alone, right? You can avoid big, big concerts or, you know, big events where there's a lot of people or crowds. You can avoid all of those things all you want. You don't have to go to any of those things, any of those events. But if you want to and you're an empath, you have to make sure that when you go into this event that you are so powerful on your emotional scale, you have so much going on in the positive direction in your mind that the other feelings of other people around you have little effect on you. Do you understand that? Fill your energy cup up with good things, with positive things, right? Continue to be around positive people. Bring in positive information into your life. Listen to good podcasts that are spiritual, motivational. Uh, watch documentaries educational programs and materials, watch comedy central, things that make you laugh, comedians, things like that. All of these things can help you to have positive energy and that positive energy will help to deflect the negative energy that comes to you throughout the day. You never know who you're gonna run into and what kind of mood they're gonna be in. So you need to make it a point to fill up your cup with positivity. Add more positive people into your life. Do not get around negative people. Kick them out. Limit completely your time on social media, your time on TV, and your time invested in things that can make you feel in a negative way, whatever that way is, sad, angry, uh, anxious, whatever it is. You don't want those feelings, so you want to bring only the good things, the positive vibes into your life. That's how you're going to survive being an empath. That and you're going to pick up the book that we just talked about because I think it's imperative for you to read something like this or even another book that's similar uh, because if you do this, then it's going to help you to get through your daily struggles as an empath. It's called The Empath's Survival Guide. Life Strategies for Sensitive People, and it's by Judith Orloff, O-R-L-O-F-F. Published, I think, in 2017, so two years ago. So go pick up that book, read it, or pick up another book that's similar. But understand that empath, uh, empaths do exist. You might be one. And hopefully, this little story has helped you to understand if you haven't already understood about the fact that you're an empath, it can at least help you understand what's going on with you and your emotions when they're unexplained. You're like, I don't know why I feel so anxious, I just do. Or I don't know why I feel so angry, I just do. Or I don't know why I feel so sad, I just do. Maybe that's the explanation. Maybe you're an empath 
and you've got those things coming into your life and that's why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. So stay away from negativity, all right? <laughs> stay away from bad stuff best you can. That's how it's going to work. Um, hopefully that sheds all the light that, uh, that you need on this particular topic. If you're an empath, pick up the book. I think it's going to help you or pick up a similar book. Um, I know for sure it will help you. And um, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast here so that when I have other episodes that uh, follow up on things like this, and I will be talking a lot about mental health this year, then you can, you'll know that it's up because it'll send you a little message. Hey, Daily Drives Podcast just posted a new episode. Here's what it's titled, and it might be one that you really want to hear. So hit that subscribe button, and also do me a favor and share this episode with somebody who you think might be an empath, and tell them why you're sharing the episode with them. Maybe they need to hear this, and maybe it'll help them. Definitely pick up the book. Definitely follow me on social media. You know how to get a hold of me. We talked about it a million times. Please share the podcast. And um, my next episode is going to be some more fire. I don't even remember which one I'm coming out with next. I've actually been recording these um, (laughs) in advance. I have like two or three podcast episodes ready to go after this one. So um, there's a lot of stuff going on here this year, guys. We're making a major impact on lives left and right. I appreciate all of your help, your subscriptions, your um, ratings, your reviews. I really appreciate that. Make sure you're liking the Facebook page as well and sharing that with your friends and asking them to like it too. And until I talk to you guys again, be good to yourselves, be good to each other.